Welcome to Stuck In My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. Welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E Wise, and I have a very special guest on today. She's actually a coach. Uh, she has an amazing story to share. Welcome to the show, Sharon Valenti. Hey, Thank Sharon, you how you doing? Thank so much, Good, good, good. It's nice to be here. Thank you. Uh, it's it's great to have today? people. Oh, I'm doing well. I have, I have a really busy schedule this week, today. I'm um, like I usually do one or two episodes, but today I have a um, I'm recording four, so it's a really yeah it's a really busy day today. Sure is for me as well. So where would you like me to start? Okay, so tell us about um what got you into coaching. What what made you want to help people? So in a nutshell, <clears throat> then I have to go back to childhood, like almost everybody does, um, having experienced two severe alcoholic parents, one very violent, um, and learning to be codependent, people pleaser. I was also sexually abused by my father, buried that for years and years. And because of those early years and the beliefs I adopted as a child, so for example, and we all do this, four-year-old me hears my mother say, I'm going to spank you. And I hear, I'm a bad girl. I'm not lovable. And we all do this unconsciously. And that begins a pattern in our life. So as we continue to grow older and have more experiences, those internal beliefs become solidified, become who we are, so to speak, and they will show up in all the relationships going forward. I remember also, and of course, this has come from years of exploration of myself. I used to blame you for my problems and you for my problems and you for my problems until I realized one day if I didn't clear up my own baggage, I would just keep moving it from relationship to relationship, whether it was a friendship, a coworker, a boss, or an intimate relationship. And that was an insightful moment for me. So that began a real path of self-discovery. I couldn't get my hands on enough books, attend enough courses, and so on and so forth, until I realized that it was these underlying beliefs. And I had to sit down each time I got triggered and take a look at what I was believing about myself in the moment. And not necessarily easily, easily spit it out, easily done, certainly doable. And I've learned that there's three kinds of business, truly. And this we only get in trouble because of this. There's your business, and there's my business, and there's the divine's business. And I promise the only time we suffer is when we're in somebody else's business, even if it's just mentally. I mean, have you ever been 
either sitting or driving somewhere and you have an entire conversation with someone who is not even there and you win of course we always win our own conversations right by the time we get in front of this person we're all wound up and this innocent person has no idea they just had this no-win conversation with us or i could say Hey, Wise, I see you've got those kind of headphones on. And that's all I say. But you say, I knew I should have put those other ones. These are too bulky, da, 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 da. And we create these stories all the time, right? And you could say to me now, nowadays, you could say, Sharon, you are a horrible person. In the past, I would have reacted to that in a not-so-nice way. Now I'm able to pause and find a moment where I really have been a horrible person. So thank you for pointing that out to me. And then I have to say, how must I be showing up for you to even perceive me that way, right? Now I take complete responsibility for everything that goes on in my life because I'm creating it. I'm creating it with my stories, with my make-believe stuff. And in that learning, and again, not necessarily easy, you have to have hit rock bottom, you have to have been enough is enough. And that happened to me in later years, that trend of, of um, physical, mental and emotional abuse was so familiar to me all of my growing up years, that I moved into a partnership that was 10 times what my mother was. And I always believed it was my fault. The abuse was always my fault. Because as a, as a child, and then this still carried into adult life, it was so incredibly difficult to believe that these people that I cherished and loved and who were supposed to protect and take care of me could do these heinous things to me, so it had to be my fault. I was the bad person in all of this. Of course, that's not true. I'm not responsible for anything anybody says or does, but that was the mindset that I had learned to adopt. And when people were nice to me, I couldn't handle it because I didn't know nice in my life. I rejected it. It was an unknown to me. And the fear of the unknown is strong in people. And of course, fear is just me making up a bad outcome of something rather than what I do today is I see the good outcome of it. Oh, this person might lead me down the nice path here kind of thing. And so, again, you know, it's I've learned it's not your job, your job, your job to love me or like me or be there for me. That's my job because no one else can possibly know exactly what it means to support me or to love me the way I want to be loved unless I express that to someone. You know, we tend to want these people in our lives to be mind readers and then we get ticked off when they're not, right? Poor people. And when we put that kind of responsibility on them and expectation, how can they possibly live up to that? How unfair of us to do that to another human being? They're my expectations, right? Not the other person. So how could they live up to my expectations? Sometimes I can't even live up to my own expectations sometimes, right? We're all, we're all guilty of that. So sometimes we set the bar too high. And then we learned, too, that physical, and science is backing this up now, that physical ailments that we get throughout our life 
are the last manifestation of an ongoing underlying thought we've had. So, for example, and I'm using this broadly, it's not in every case, but if a person has been holding on to anger for years and years and years, oftentimes it will express itself in the form of cancer or other things. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't undo that, but you have to change your whole mindset, your entire attitude. And then, and you've probably heard this, I call them one-liners. What were some of the one-line things you heard your parents or peers say as you were growing up? Can you think of anything off the top of your head? When you were a child, what did you hear all the time? Uh, honestly, um... It, it, did you ever hear children oh, no, no, I understand what you mean I understand because there's situations when you hear parents say oh you're stupid or you're an idiot or you're a moron and they don't realize that those words are really affecting their kids so I, I, I get that I, my mom, mom has, is one of the most supportive loving caring people so I've, I was blessed with a mother that and she was a single mom and she I, my mom has to me is that's where I get my compassion and my empathy and and love for life from is from her because she had an open door for everyone she, anyone who came that needed some place to stay my mom's door was open to them she 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 fed everyone even if whatever food we had she made sure people got fed so I, I was blessed in that regard to have a mother like her and so, but I understand, I know, I know I've seen parents talk to their kids this way. And that's a big issue with, with a lot of way a lot of these kids are being raised. And I, and I, and I feel that I understand that. But, but it's just, that's some of those parents don't understand. That's how they were raised. That's how they were brought up. That's where, <clears throat> excuse me, they were, they, that's how their parents spoke to them. And, and and that that's just what they've been taught and ingrained in them, and and I've and I, and I've seen it firsthand. I've seen people do that, and it's it's, it's crazy. You're absolutely right. It's definitely generational, and there has to be a point. This is my opinion. This is my truth. There has to be a point in time where that generational thing is is abolished, and that today's parents or these kids growing up today really are are embracing a different way of life, a different way of speaking to one another, whether it's a child, an adult, whomever in our lives. A lot of the one-liners, and I invite your listeners to check in with themselves on this and sit with it. We often heard money doesn't grow on trees or we can't afford that. And that subconsciously creates that shortage consciousness around money and the panic around money and so on and so forth. The fact is money is made of paper and we get paper from trees. So money actually does grow on trees, folks. We'll pick those leaves, you know, kind of thing. But other things like um, boys aren't supposed to cry. Men aren't supposed to cry. Well, generationally, now we have a generation of men who are, who are, Who's yeah, who are who are the mo emotionally suppressed because we've been taught boys don't cry. You you you're not a man if you cry. You're not a man if you express your feelings and your emotions. So a lot of my generation of men 
have been suppressed. I'm, I'm in my forties. I'm in my forties, and like I said, but I, I've I've been blessed with a family that it was okay for us to show love and emotion for. So it's easy for me to express that with those I love. And and, and again, I, there's there's things I've had some rough patches in my life. Then that's just that's just happens, and I could either let that keep me down, or I can just dust dust myself off and and pick myself back up, and and for for a long time, like I was widowed at the age of thirty one, and for many years I was angry, I, I blamed everything, everyone, God, every I was just angry, and and it was took some took some years for me to really hit rock bottom and, and pick myself up and again, find love again with someone who, who helped would help build, rebuild me and get me back to where I needed to be and back on the path, which is now leading me to what I'm doing now. And she's very supportive. She, she sees that I'm really serious about what I'm doing and she just pushes me and inspires like, yo, keep doing it. How many, she's like, yo, how many shows are you recording today? And I'll tell her, she's like, all right, keep going. Keep doing you. And so, again, I've been blessed to find someone, and again, to, to love and, and, and really keep joining me in this journey. So, yeah, I've, I've had a rough life. I've had some situations, but I've also had some good times in my life. And I've, I've been blessed with some amazing family members. And that's a nice story. It is. And it sounds like you truly are in a right space mentally right now. And that's the important part. So I always say to people, would you rather have a billion dollars or peaceful thoughts? People think on that for a minute. That billion dollars is tempting. But if you have peaceful thoughts, you're not worrying about having a billion dollars. Peaceful thoughts is king in my eyes. And we can have that by taking care of ourselves. People say, oh, you need self-love, you've got to love yourself, but nobody tells you how to do that. And there was this wonderful, wonderful woman named Louise Hay, and she helped a lot of people, a lot of people. And I can tell you you're familiar. In one of her books, she has a story about a salad. And she says, if we go to the kitchen and we get the stuff out to make a salad, we kind of lettuce is a little... And we break the end pieces off and put the rest in. And those little cherry tomatoes are starting to get crinkly. And we cut the soggy end of the cucumber off and make the salad for ourselves and sit down to eat it. Now, would I serve that salad to you? No, I would run out and I'd buy all new produce. So this is the beginning of self-love. Why would I do more for you than I'm willing to do for myself or would do for myself? And part of that, again, is our upbringing. Oh, let company go first. Oh, let them go first. Da, da, da. We are taught to put ourselves on the back burner. And as we endeavor to grow out of that and take care of ourselves first, there's a twinge of guilt in that, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a sinner or whatever the words come to mind. And it's not true at all. We have to take those steps. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, I had a guest on and I, and I kind of said, oh, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of being selfish because I also learned from my guest and, and he's like, that's, that's not being selfish. That, that's really isn't that you're, that's self-worth that's self-love that's you wanting to grow and develop so you should never say that you're being selfish he says you're you're saying that's that's self that's self-worth you wanting to learn and grow 
why wouldn't you want that for yourself? So he, he made me understand that it's not me being selfish on my part, wanting to do these interviews and, and learn from the people that I'm speaking with. Of course. And being an endless student keeps us growing. And I, I, I dislike intensely the word, I'm going to be a better version of myself. To me, that simply perpetuates the not enoughness that we all suffer from. We're either not lovable enough, tall enough, skinny enough, pretty enough, smart enough, whatever. And at the same time, people say, oh, we're perfect as we are. Well, either we're perfect or we're not enough, one of the two. But every time that a better version of me, or I'm gonna take this class to be better, you find the way you are. And every time you say the word better about yourself, you're implying you're not good enough. And we are just keep force feeding ourselves the not enoughness. We, we are exactly enough as we are. And the fact that we continue to learn through different means just means we're learning. That's all. No further story or attachment to it. We're learning. We grow. We develop self-love, self-like. What does worthiness even mean? There's only one person we ever have to be good enough for, and that's ourself, right? We can't, I can't be good enough for somebody else. I can't, we, as in general, we can stop doing the Cirque du Soleil act anymore. We have no control over what somebody else's perception of us is ever. I mean, have you ever maybe not liked someone in the beginning and then your best buds a year down the road or vice versa? They haven't changed. Just our perceptions change. Just one little thought change. And we either love them or dislike them. And that's all. We just got a different story. These people have done nothing, nothing different. You know, there's just um, a lot of things that we need to look to or look at, I should say, in our vocabulary. Again, we're espousing what we heard generationally. And when we become mindful of that, I have no pet peeves per se, but I think sports and school are one of the things that really foster the not enoughness in people. We are judged on our grades. I'm one of the worst test takers ever, and many are. Doesn't mean we're not intelligent. We just get a little nervous and not good at taking tests. But you get that F. Now you're petrified to go home because not only is school saying you're not good enough, your parents are going to tell you you're not good enough too, right? So it's just taking a look and people that are parents today have an opportunity to change that mindset. I read recently some someone said something about the poor and they said rather than this is not exact quote rather than take the food to the poor let's take education meaning change the mindset poor is a choice now people might argue with me against that but wealth is a choice too somebody said i'm going to find a way because i don't want to not have money and this 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 in my life and they go out and they find the way to get themselves there those that that stay in what they consider poor are just steeped in that mindset. I'm poor. I'll never have anything. I'm not as good as that wealthy person. That's none of that is true. That's just an ongoing, not enough story. You know, people like um, 
I can't think of, Patty Hearst is one I can think of, years and years ago when she was kidnapped, purportedly, she was brainwashed to do the things they said. Now, if in that short period of time, her life can be completely changed, it's possible for every one of us. It's like the language learning courses. You can learn a new language in four weeks. It's having the will and the determination. The same opportunities are there for everybody. We simply have to become mindful of the stories we've got going. You know, if I go into my husband and I say, well, I'm wearing this shirt today for an interview, what do you think? Yes, yeah, fine. And I feel like he didn't give me all the love, attention, and rah-rah. I could get ticked off about it, or I could see I interrupted him when he was doing his work, and he gave me the best he could. And that's all anybody is doing is the best that they can in every given moment. And I remember reading The Four Agreements. Are you familiar with that book? It's The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And one of the things in there is always do your best. And as I read that chapter, my mind immediately went, well, what about the serial killer and this, that, and the other? And in that instant, I understood that serial killer in the second they did the crime was doing the best they could in that demented mindset that they were in. Now, maybe a moment later, they'd be very sorry, but we are always doing the best we can. And if we expect more of somebody else than what they can do in that moment, that's not being very kind to them. Would you agree? Yeah, no, it's, it's, no, it's, I I agree because it's, it's just, it's just even with, with people nowadays, it's, it's poor, poor, poor is a mindset. If because that's how, that's where that's how a lot of people were brought up and and raised and and trained that you're supposed to go to school, get an education, get a job, work at that job 30, 40 years, retire, and live the rest of your life in, in happiness. But they don't, they don't break it down for you. They don't tell you, yeah. yeah you need to pay rent or we're going to pay you uh, this amount, but everything else is going to go up in prices and you're not going to be able to, you're not even going to, we're not going to pay you a living wage basically. And and all these other obstacles, but they don't teach you the things that you need to know to overcome these obstacles. These are things that people, if you really want, especially in certain, in certain neighborhoods, as, as far as education, we are one of the lagging in, and what we truly supposed to teach our kids, we're supposed we we we're we're focused on history and all these other things, but we're not teaching our kids how to invest, how to save, how to save, how to build businesses. We're just being programmed to work to 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 not to not live our life to the fullest potential, and that's because. They that it's not to benefit them if we were to go out and live our full potential and, and do the things that we're supposed to do in life. All right, let's take a quick break after this word from me. It's your boy W-I-Z-E. And if you're like me, you probably are interested in getting your money to work for you. However, you want to be super careful to make the right investments. The last time I bought a stock was from a friend's recommendation and I lost money. This time around, I decided to seek help. Recently, I came across some pretty awesome software, Sterling Stock Picker. I liked it right away, after I realized it was easy to understand and follow. On their homepage, they told a story about a teacher wanting to retire early 
And from investing in Sterling Stock Picker, he earned 150% investment return. He turned 17K into 100K. That is life-changing money. What would you do with an extra 100K? Would you quit your job? Pay your credit cards? Take your family on an awesome vacation? And the site even tracks and makes recommendations for crypto. Sterling Stock Pick offers a killer 14-day trial. Just head over to sterlingstockpicker.com backslash win and grab your free trial. And you know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. So isn't that an opportunity to make a decision to become a, a shepherd rather than a sheep? I mean, these people, I agree with everything you're saying. I just talked about this yesterday. Knowing Christopher Columbus came over with three ships paid for by the Queen of Spain has not helped me in my life at all. It Not at all. Right? Right? So, and I don't even know if that's Anyhow, just something in history book, or was Turkey the meal of the day kind of thing? But we have a choice. We have a choice to change this. Everybody has the same choice because we are creating our worlds through our thoughts. And this is my point. If we, if we, I don't encourage anybody to tune out a teacher, but if you know something different feels more right for you, then go and pursue it. My generation was you become a doctor, lawyer, teacher, nurse, whatever. You know, we were compartmentalized. And I I never wanted any of those things for myself. And and my focus today is on the people that didn't go to college and look how successful they are. They're my heroes in life. And I chose not to follow the norm. I've always done what feels good and right to me, and and it was a choice. But it took me many years to get to that point because I was a sheep for a long time, just going along, doing what everybody said. And when we understand it is a choice, there are so many avenues out there that would provide free education. There's something called afribiz.com and it is a full-scale free how to start your own business out there and it's an online program and I recently put it out on LinkedIn because it's not just for kids, although it's designed for kids who think they want to go into business, but that's a choice. The the, um, small business, uh, not small business administration, SCORE That's free help for anybody that wants to do something. So it turns out if I'm if I'm having a if I'm a problem, if I've got a problem, I've also got the solution. We all have. Nobody's going to do it for me. It's up to me to do my research. It's up to me to start believing in myself. It's up to me to feel my own credibility to to instead of put myself down, acknowledge my intelligence, my wisdom. For me, an enlightened moment is simply every aha moment I have. Whether I read a book, have a conversation, ah, I never thought about it like that. That's a moment of enlightenment, right? And we all have that same opportunity. So to keep crying, poor me, poor me, simply kept me in a victim mindset. And when we decide we're no longer wanting to be a victim, a whole nother energy happens and all sorts of good things begin to come our way. That's not made up fantasy stuff. That's actuality. And there, again, for those that need science to back it up, there's enough scientific evidence that proves that. And I, the one thing my mother said to me out of all the 
other stuff, she said, you can do anything you put your mind to. And I do believe that. I've lived that. You've lived that, right? And you made your choice to get into podcasting and be very successful with it. And you're blessed to have had a mother that supports and encourages you. And now a partner that's loving and supportive and understanding. Let me ask you this. If your partner wasn't so supportive or complained, oh, you've got four four interviews today, would you keep doing what you're doing or would you allow yourself to be influenced by their decision? Um, No, I would. I would continue to do what I'm doing because this is what I love to do. And, and it's like, it's, I wouldn't force her to quit whatever she loved to do. That's just not who I am. I wouldn't make her choose that. And if she couldn't accept what I was doing, then it was meant for me to move on. Good for you. Good for you. You know how many people though still look outside of themselves for love, approval, appreciation, validation, we will never get it outside. No, no, no. I've, I've, I'm, I've come to the realization that if I can't do for myself, I shouldn't expect anyone else to do for me. I have to put in the work. I have to come in and record the episodes. I need to come look, get my guests. I need to do what I need to do in order for me to be successful. And at first, when I started my podcast, I didn't know all these things. And it, 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 um, my numbers weren't so great. The instant I started really applying more, recording more, editing, adding cover art, adding an intro or outro, really putting my true self and my true stamp on it is when it really started taking off. And instead of me having to go look and search for guests all the time, now I'm getting a couple of people requesting to be on the show, sending me, hey, I heard your podcast. I would love to be a guest. Awesome. And. So it's just been great just and just having her realize that she because I was a big gamer before I started podcasting. I would spend three, four hours gaming. And when she was like, she came and said to me, you know, I know you really do love your podcasting. She says, because you just neglect your PlayStation 4. You've abandoned it. You don't touch it. You don't play it. I don't. She says, I don't recall when was the last time I saw you cut it on. And she says, and that's great because now you're doing something productive. You're doing something you really want to do and you're out there spreading a message. She she doesn't listen to my podcast. She she has admitted to it, but she supports it. She'll download it. She says, I hear you talk enough. I don't need to come and listen to you at work. But she still she still downloads everything and she might not listen to me, but she she still she still supports. So I got I gotta have nothing but love for that. That sounds like a nice balance, but back to what you said, you stuck with it. You realized it's up to me to make this happen. So you redid the cover, you changed this, you changed that. You kept at it because it was important enough to you. Most people would rather piss, moan, and complain about things rather than take the action. If everybody took action, they'd all be in a good place rather than begrudging the two billionaires that sent the spaceships up. They worked their tails off to get where they're at today. They didn't start as billionaires, yeah, they, started right? bla- yeah, they started blasting them like, oh, this is just a, a, a ego thing. They're just trying to show, okay, they're just trying to show people you can do this, that you can go into space, that you can that's how I look at it. That's me personally. That's how I look at it. They they took that money to show people that 
hey, listen, you can go to space. You can do these things. Why would you? But that's that's what the world we're in now. They, they, they have to break them down. They don't want people to gain hope or inspiration. And Richard Branson, he said it was a dream he had when he was a young person to go into space. And how cool. He's a perfect example of making a dream come true with perseverance, right? If you look up his story, he started like a paper boy and a couple of businesses that just failed when he was very, very young. Like you, he had a very supportive mother and she always encouraged him and he just kept at it. So we don't always need somebody to encourage us. We need ourselves to encourage us and to stay out of that victim mindset. And if you become a millionaire wise, I don't expect you to give me any of your money. It's your business. Now back to those three kinds of business, your business, my business, and the divine's business. If that tsunami happens out there, I could certainly feel compassion for the people that perished in it. But it's none of my business that it happened. That's the divine's business. I have no control over those kinds of things. And if I get in your business, then I'm going to suffer because I'm going to get wound up. But if I stay in my business, I am at peace all of the time. If I question these rampant thoughts and see that they're not even true, they're just thoughts and things I'm making up, then I can come back to a peaceful mindset. People that are, my husband's a psychologist and he specializes in addictions. We don't always see eye to eye. I grant you he's wise, he's been doing it many, many, many years. But I'm of the mindset that the people who generally become addicted like anything, running away from hurt that they haven't been able to identify or find another way to deal with it. And I offer, the courses that I offer deal with stuff like that. And it helps them identify those beliefs. It starts with writing a letter to the person that hurt you the most. And there's some very specific ways of doing it. And you identify those beliefs you got when you were younger and now you have an opportunity to question whether they're even true about yourself and you can identify all the different situations where that belief has been triggered in you and look at it a different way an incident may have happened one time but we've had a thought about it a million times over the years right it keeps coming back to haunt us from time to time but if we stopped and we looked at it and we questioned whether it was true that I am unlovable, of course it's not true. Unlikable, not at all. Worthiness comes from how I feel about myself, and I feel good about myself. I'm the only one that can feel that. You're the only one who can feel good about you. I think that's humorous that your girlfriend doesn't listen to your podcast, but like she said, she, she gets enough conversation from you. And you've obviously found a path that you love and that you feel good about doing. And you share a message and you continue to share messages through what you learn from your guests that are thought provoking and helpful for the masses. So in your way, you are spreading the peace throughout the world as well. Yes. Yes. No, I agree. I completely, it it took me, it took me a while to realize that my podcast was, considered a self-help podcast it it was a podcast for the people for the people to really be able to to find to listen to to stories and listen to listen to to regular people just like them 
I've had some celebrities on. They've been great too. They they also have stories to say. Some of them they have they've had a rough journey as well. So it's good to have all people of all types on my show. And so, but it took some time for me to really really realize that I was a, a self help podcast. My my podcast was was meant and designed to help people in in in, in the time of, in their time of need. And I've had people reach out to me and tell me, hey. I heard this episode, it really hit me and thank you. And that, and especially when it's, when it's friends that I've known for years and they reach out to me and they tell me, yo, that episode was dope. I've learned so much. I'm going to do something about a situation I had. Thank you. That really, really humbles me and makes me feel like, wow, like if it's just, just one person I'm helping, I am doing something positive out there. That's that's exactly right. Many times I think people get um, the idea, I'm going to help millions of people. Well, that might unfold that way, but it starts with one person at a time. And that person might tell somebody else, tell somebody else, and that that's how the millions get helped. But if our focus is just on bringing the message and hope that one person gets a life-changing moment out of something they heard, then it's all been worth all that pain and aggravation at the beginning, getting you started up to the moment you are now. Absolutely. And it's my, it's my really strong desire that more people like you, more people like me start showing themselves out there and become role models, not the right word, but really sort of the living example, basically the living example, walking or talk is really the shining example. And I, not that I know you well, but I have a strong feeling you walk your talk. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I if I like if I see something that I that I want to go accomplish, I, I I learn I find out what I need to do to get it done. I like a year ago I told my nephew I said yo let's start a radio station. He was like cool all right let's go and we and we worked we did what we had to do. This past uh, Father's Day that passed we launched our radio station. And it started with a vision last year. Also, yo, let's start a production company. We started our production company. Now we've we have programs that we're we're developing. We we have shows that we're developing. Ideas just popped into my head, and, and something I felt I can get accomplished and I could get it done. Why not? Who, who's gonna stop me? Who tells me I can't do it? So we just did what we 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 did we did our research. We built what we had to build. And we're having a great time. We're not huge, but it's a start. We started it. We got it done. We got the station going. It's just these accomplishments just make you work, want to work harder and, and, and do. It's just you have to start somewhere. You have to start with the building block. And this is just the building blocks. That's right. And that's just um, building on the statements I said earlier, everybody has the same choices. It's just whether you choose which, or it comes down to what do you choose? Do you choose to stay in that victimhood? Or do you choose to pursue your dream and make it a reality? Because once your mind is made up about it, whichever way it is, you will achieve it. You started an idea a year ago. You never saw it. Can't do it. You said, let's find out how to do it. We can all ask that same question and get there, right? Yes. So it's about helping more, for me, it's about helping more people 
realize that, to get out of that victim mentality, no matter how bad our life has been or whatever pathway we went on, doesn't mean we have to keep it going. We can change it on a dime. We can change our thinking about it. It might not happen overnight. You know, this mirror work that we hear about a lot, look in the mirror and say, I love you, I love you, I love you. A lot of people feel very uncomfortable doing that in the beginning. It's not about, it's not about convincing yourself that you're lovable. It's about seeing what comes up that you're believing about yourself when you say that, you know, I love you. Oh, God, you're not lovable. Look at you. Look at those wrinkles. You know, okay, let's work on the wrinkles. Is that really a big deal? But that's what it's really about. You know, it's not about, and eventually you will love yourself. Once you look at all this back stuff that comes up, you can begin to let it go and you can begin to really like you. Next time you're going to make a salad, if it's not very nice produce, Toss it, toss it out for the birds or something, but make yourself that same salad you would make for company. Go do small things for yourself that you would do for somebody else without hesitation. You would give the shirt off your back for your friend, but then you'd be shirtless. That's silly. Do it for yourself. And if you can take care of another person, do it, but not at the expense of yourself. That's how self-love. Those are the small steps. How are you supposed to help anyone if you can't help yourself? Right. And people don't necessarily realize that they're not helping themselves. Again, it's that programming. We can. So we also hear about be in the present moment and the mind wants to go all over the place. A couple of simple techniques I found to recondition the mind and body to stay in the present moment is every day when you get dressed, there's a tendency to put the same arm through the same shirt sleeve or the same leg, left leg through the same left leg. Switch, switch that up for one week. And it takes constant, it will keep you in the present moment like nothing else. If you shave this way, start shaving this way first. And you really have to think about this. When you go to put your pants legs on, it really takes a thought to use the opposite leg. I'm not kidding. When you put your shirts on, everything. But that will start to recondition the mind and body to be in the same in the moment. And this also helps with meditation. If you find your thoughts are wandering in meditation, just the fact that you notice it, and bring it back into the meditation is the beginning of reconditioning mind and body. And that's it. You don't have to lay. You don't have to do this. You don't have to just sit and just be still as still. One of the things, one of the first things where I do when I get up in the morning is I'll sit here and I'll just, and I'll just think, just sit there and reflect on how my day is going to go, what, what I'm going to do, what, what I have planned. And just sit there and just reflect and have it and just soak it all in. And then I have my, I'm ready to do my day. I'll take my shower, I'll brush my teeth and, and get ready, have my cup of coffee and then get ready for my day. But I just I always try to just for the first few moments of my morning when I wake up is just soak it all in and just sit here and just relax. Sounds like you appreciate it. I've gone through so much that you have to learn to appreciate life when when you've gone through what what I've I've gone through in my life, especially with as far as losing the ones that I love. I went in a span where I lost my wife, reconnected with my dad, lost him a few months after that, lost my brother, my uncle, my aunt, all within five four or five years span, and so you 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 become you become 
to realization that life is so precious and so so delicate that hey every moment that you you're here you just have to do just live it to the to the max where you feel at least you feel satisfied that hey I'm at least doing the best that I can and and not beat yourself up over it like life is too short for that yes it is I agree with you and I'm sorry for your losses and it is unfortunate that sometimes it takes that to refocus one thing that I I feel I was blessed to learn is not to argue with reality and so a mantra of mine is how do I know it should be that way because it is and my son passed away and that mantra is what got me through that day is I just kept saying how do I know he should be dead because he is if I had have sat in the oh my god he shouldn't be dead and oh why him he's too young and I would have kept my own suffering I love my son. I miss my son. I certainly cry on different moments. There's a ton of things that remind me of him. I'm confident, though, that we will see each other again. And I'm not, I haven't argued with it. How do I know he should have died? Because he did. That was his time. How do I know that? Because he died. And that helped me remain somewhat um, I don't know what the right word is there. It just helped me through my days. I, I know. I feel. I understand. Yeah. I for for a long time I was angry and 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 then and then accept things and was and and took and like felt like I made it personal. I made it like God was attacking attacking me personally when it, when all actuality has nothing to do with me. It, 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 we make it about ourselves, and it it, it was just their time. It was great to have them in your lives because they they touched you in a way where they had an impact on my life in the way they it molded me into becoming the man that I am. So that's why I kind of took it a little bit more personal and 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 it, it wasn't it was it was life that's things happen and you just accept it and and you grow and you grow. It's not that you're always gonna have that hurt. You're always gonna have that pain. As time goes by, it, it it goes down. The pain goes away a little more and more and more. It's always going to be there, but you're able to 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 realize that hey, I'm here, and if I truly want to honor them, their legacy and their legend, I need to do the best. Give do the best I can do now, and accept things, and and just keep living my life and growing and 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 developing and. And just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Just, I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I, I just. That's how I feel. That's just. I just can't stop. I got to keep going. And when it's my time, it's my time. And but while I'm here, I'm gonna have a blast. And if it was you that had a past, and they were still here, would you tell them, "I want you to grieve forever," or would you say, "Get out and live life and do what you're here to do," kind of thing? Right? And that's exactly what they want for us. And that brings me, because you just mentioned the word acceptance, I'm not one for forgiveness, and this is why. If I have to forgive someone, at the back of my mind, first of all, the forgiveness is for me, of course, but at the back of my mind, I'm still saying, you did something wrong, but I'll forgive you. If I accept, I'm going to use my father as an example, I certainly didn't like the fact that my father molested me. As I got older and wiser, 
I accepted that's who he is. He is a child molester. Do I like it? No. I don't need to forgive him because I still know he did it. Either way, I still know. But if I accept that's who he is, I don't condone it. I don't want anything more to do with you. That acceptance brings me a greater peace. Again, because I'm not arguing with reality. For me, if I'm forgiving that I'm keeping that kind of reality still alive in, in my mind. And that's not how I want to live my life. I want to live with peaceful thoughts. And I'm in charge of that, just like each of us is. And for you, you had a good turning point. You had to go through a lot. And many people take things personally. What somebody does or says to me is never about me. It's about what's going on in them. And if I don't take offense at it, if I do take offense at it, then I'm believing something about me. And then I need to check in with me and find out if that's true, right? Otherwise, if it doesn't, if I don't get triggered, hey, it's on them. Let's wait till they're finished. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. This this has been great. I, I appreciate you being on the show. Now is the time for you to to promote and plug and let everybody know where they can find you and, and, and or your uh, social media, everything. Thank you. So you can find our, the website is isittrue.com. Doesn't get complicated there. Isittrue.com. Our Facebook, our Instagram is all isittrue. And you'll find a variety of things out there. If you go to the website, I encourage you to sign up for the free relationship restoration. There are some very powerful tips in, tips is not the right word, and yet they are in, it's a word, it, anger is one of them, and it talks about anger and what's behind anger, and it's very helpful to understand it as it will help you to change from being an angry person or having expectations. It talks about what expectations are and why and when and so on and so forth. So it's called Relationship Restoration, and it's free out on isittrue.com. There are two courses out there. They're identical curriculum. One is for busy people who want to do a self-study. The other one, and there are six lessons each. The other one is um, broken out into six weeks with one lesson a week and one live interaction with me during the week to help you if you got stuck anywhere, if you have questions, or even to facilitate you on the sheet that you might have written then. Very powerful and potentially life-changing. You read the testimonials out there. Remarkable turns and shifts in people. I just give you the tools, and what you do with them is up to you. And I highly recommend don't take the courses if you're not going to commit to them. Don't make it one more expense that you just put on the shelf. If you really hit rock bottom and you really want your life to be beautiful and have the kind of relationships that you want, these courses are for you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon, for being on. Um, just hold on a second while I give my shout outs and then we're out. All right. So now it's time for shout outs. Big shout-outs to the Real Wise family, Poppy J, Brandy J. Big shout-out to the wife, Fina. I love you, baby. And as always, a big, big shout-out to all the essential workers out there. God bless you. Be safe. You know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. Thanks for listening. 
Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at wise underscore B underscore blunt, Instagram at wise underscore B underscore blunt, and a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash wise76. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out. <laughs>